I don't know how I feel about that. That's kind of... Uh... Oh, if you're scared, turn it off. It's Monday, September 30th, 2019. It's time for the show that condenses the weekly geek happenings into 60 minutes or less. Or at least we try to. This is the Noob Shelter Podcast, episode 15. That's right, the big one five. And recording almost live from deep underneath the city of Tacoma, Washington, deep underneath in the Noob Shelter Bunker. Good evening to you all. I am Matt Fugitive. The depths of my not-so-secret or subterranean lair are heated by people below me, and it's fantastic. I'm back. It is Freebird. Mike, are you awake? I think he muted his mic and forgot. Wow. Yeah, I did. Sitting on top of my ivory throne from uh, my skyscraper in a not-so-heated, uh, rather chilled uh, place in Puyallup, south of everyone else on the show. It's Fade to Black. Yay! Oh, jeez. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. You Yay! are changing that for next show. <laughs> Dude, I always change yours every show. That's kind of the gimmick now. <laughs> How about not, you dickhead? Oh, come on. It's fun. It's it's it's, it's random, you know. You got to you got to have a randomizer. You're well, the color change it for you're, yours. You're the color commentary. I don't have a sound effect for mine. Color commentary. <laughs> oh, I see. How, okay. All right. You bastards! Ooh, that's a little loud tonight. Ish, Let me ish, turn that down a bit. Sorry. <laughs> That's the most FIFA AIDS thing I've ever seen. So it got cold here, guys. How how are you all holding up? I mean, it dropped <laughs> like a rock. It did. It got cold pretty quick. I enjoy it. At I, least it's. I mean, I don't mind. At least mind. we're not out in Montana. Yeah, that's true. I heard they got snow finally, like September <laughs> snow. One they of my snow in Spokane too. Yeah, I heard that too. One of my uh, one of my friends, and uh, she used to be on the Noob Shelter uh, LP. I don't know if you yep. guys remember. Yeah, she she lives out on Montana, and we're we're Instagram buddies and Facebook buddies. And she was posting photos of the snow over in Montana. It's pretty uh, getting pretty deep over there. It's like that makes me glad that I live on the Pacific Northwest, where we don't really see much snow. Yeah, it's actually kind of funny. She lives somewhat near to my mom. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's nice. Helen is not that big. Yeah. So, no, it really isn't. No, it, <laughs> Montana's big, but it's really not that big. <laughs> well, not specific cities. Well, no, no, exactly. Well, not yeah. in terms of population. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Everyone's kind of clustered together. You know, it's almost like Alaska. Alaska is very clustered together because everyone keeps each other warm. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, no, the temperatures dropped here quite a bit. Um got a oh, i don't know man it's just it's it's been nice i can't complain i'm not i'm not 
bitching. I'm just saying it just got cold fast. And I, I don't like know. it. You sound like you are. I like it. It's I like the fall weather. I used to not like fall, but now I'm I'm totally totally deep in the fall. I'm I'm really really enjoying it. So. So Johnny, are you looking forward to your pumpkin spice? <laughs> no, I'm not a pumpkin spice guy. I am I am a pho guy. P H O for the people who don't know. Uh, that's the Vietnamese noodle soup, and fall time is where I go bat crap crazy for it, and I have it like every other day. So I'm looking forward to having copious amounts of pho noodle soup. I like copious. I like dude, copious, copious, whatever. Shush. Jesus Christ, dude. I, I look at. I like. I like the steak. I don't. I, I like steak or flanking steak. You know. I don't. I don't do anything else but that. I'm pretty boring, but I like it. And I like making it as spicy as I can. Now, Lord knows, I I can use some right now because I got a cold. I've been fighting a cold for the last four days. It's it's finally going away. So. So. There was, I don't know if you ever met him, but one of the guys that worked at Wave before I left was telling me a story of one time he went out and had a, a bowl and he told them right. to make it as spicy. And on the receipt, it said, make him wish he dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I want that That's on amazing. my receipt. I don't like it too, too spicy because I want to enjoy it, but I like it spicy enough that it's going to kick all the bad crap out of my system, you know? Oh, yeah. That's why I've been eyeballing your, your pictures there, John, that you've been posting on Facebook of your sauce. It's like, I can really use a spoonful of that to knock this shit out of my system. Oh, yeah, that carnival would definitely knock it out. Ooh, knock other things out, too, according to you. Oh, yeah. You posted right? your <laughs> you posted that picture in the in the, in the the group chat or in the group messenger with the fiery butt. Yes. Did it really yeah. have that effect on you? That one in particular really did um, conjure the ring of fire. Oh, dear God, I hate that. The last time I had the ring of fire, I don't even remember. It was so long ago. Uh, I, I can remember before. <laughs> the chocolates. I bet. The day after the chocolates, oh my god! The, those those had those uh, the reapers in them, right? The black reaper. It's hotter than the regular one. Wow! Jesus. So, what you been up to, John? I'm uh, uh, trying to make a freaking USB flash stick so that I can reinstall Windows what, on a different hard drive. What version of Windows? Ten. It just keeps failing on the USB installation for some reason. Oh. It's annoying, but I've got another laptop I'm just going to take. Since I'm going down for training, I've got to make sure I'm at least slightly entertained at the hotel for the night. Oh, yeah. When it, when it, yeah, when, that's always a plus. When are you leaving for that tomorrow? Yeah, I drive out of here tomorrow morning, normal time. I just got to be in Centralia. I did the map. It's pretty much about the same drive time from here to there as it would be into Seattle. What's the training for? Can you talk about it? It's just work stuff. Getting no, more it's familiarized. Top <laughs> it's top secret. Do not ask them about the work stuff. It is top secret. Okay, so we, we get that. You're, you're, you're secretly working for the CIA. We got that. Okay, moving on. Mike, what you been up to? Oh, holy crap. Trying uh, to find some time to actually just rest and relax. <laughs> um, okay. Right? 
Um, I do have uh, a lot of uh, the my initial details for the game set and ready to go. So I'm hoping in the next week or so to have the first session, which is mainly just going to be a introduction and just to discuss when uh, when we can run. So. Introduction. Well, that yeah. sounds like a plan, there, man. Um, so, do you have an idea what? What day you would like? What day you would like to do it on? What day works for well, you? Honestly, I'm I'm pretty open for God's sake. Okay. It's I I try as the DM. I try to plan around my players because it's it's coordinating with them that usually it, it usually is the most difficult. Go cool. all right. So so let's go ahead and get on to this thing here one of the things we wanted to talk about tonight we talked about it in the group chat we thought it was a big deal mike i don't know if you've been in on it i know john and your your lady there john has have been on it Uh, i've been on it uh canori who used to be a part of the show he's been on it too uh please tell me what it is mario kart world tour yes yes i have played it Yeah, so I meant to hit that one actually. Uh, uh, so okay, well, first of all, John and Mike, I need you guys to drop your friend codes or handles in the chat. I can't. I'm not high enough level. You can't add friends yet. I've added nope. a whole bunch of friends from like on on day on day one. They I think it's locked at level five or something. Huh. Well, I'm really? like I'm like almost level twelve, so that's why I, I didn't even try yet. <laughs> I'm too weird. Well that's the first slam against it. Uh John, I'm gonna yeah. let you take the reins on this one to start because you had some things to say. Yes, there's microtransactions out the ass. Most of them you can skip, but my biggest beef is <clears throat> the gold what is it? Gold pass. Mm-hmm. It's the only way to unlock the 200cc races. Yeah. You get extra stuff that's only available if you buy that. I get that. And you can unlock some characters and stuff early. But a solid freaking paywall just to get the the 200cc. That's ridiculous. So, question for you. I've played it, but, you know, I'm just playing it casually. When I'm not addicted to it, like it, like it's some new form of crack or bath salts here. <laughs> but the 200 CC is there a reason why people would want the 200 CC unlocked? I mean, don't you get your jollies off on the 150? The the 200s are usually faster and different tracks. Okay. Do you get more points from the 200 CC? Probably. Okay. Yeah, you would. I should look into that because. I, I, I signed up for the gold pass trial, but I've been playing 150 CC and I've been unlocking everything that I can unlock. I mean, having the extra rubies is great, but I I'll, I'll need to look at that later after the show and see. There's a couple. I've hit a wall with my game, uh, but I'll go into that in a minute. John, keep going. I want to hear more what you think. It just... It, my biggest complaint is the just the solid paywall that they've got. The controls are kind of sloppy, but if you do the uh, the double dash slide back and forth, you can usually get ahead of just about anyone else playing. 
Okay. Well, that's yeah. good to know. Uh, Mike, what are your thoughts? Well, I mean... I... So, you can only play this game in portrait mode, which is just beyond me as to why that's able, or that's that is the way it is. Yeah. Um, it's... The way the controls work as far as steering goes is kind of wonky to me because you you slide your thumb across the screen whether you're doing regular steering steering or if you're and here's the crazy part is like to drift you don't you you can either steer or you can drift those are only two control uh, control meshes and so if you're just doing regular steering you can't drift. Mm-hmm. Which is a part of the game. Actually, it's a it's a core part of the game. Right. Yeah. It's been a core part of the game for a while. Um, and I'm actually in the settings now, and I'm just now um, noticing that they have gyro handling available. So basically, you use your phone, you know, you tilt your device to steer. So that's an option. Which I mean, harkens back to, you know, it, it's it takes it back to like Switch. Wii U and right. the, the Wii, but I mean, the fact that this isn't, a, like, you can't switch it between portrait and landscape mode, and the fact is that you can't steer and drift at the, uh, within the same control uh, um, within the same controls is just it's really dumb. <laughs> they it uh, it would have been very easy for them to combine that, and I just don't yeah. know why they did. Landscape mode, especially because then the um, the tilt steering would be awesome too. Oh yeah, exactly. I don't use the tilt steering to. I don't use tilt steering for any cart game whatsoever. Yeah, I don't either. Um, and actually, I uh, when I first got onto the game and I started playing. Uh, and it did the initial setup. I actually chose drift instead of steer, and so I've been using the drift in uh, the drift mode, and it actually works. It's, it takes a little bit to get uh, the hang yeah. of it. Once you do, um, I've been first place in every single race I've played so far. So here's my two cents on the whole thing. I played the paywall. I haven't had to pay anything yet. There is the whole mechanic, though, of the store where you buy things from the store using games that you can acquire, uh, uh, coins that you can acquire in-game. You can get more coins by using rubies to, let me see here, to do the coin rush. You need at least five rubies to do coin rush. Five rubies will get you twice times the coins that you collect. 15 rubies will get you six times the coins you collect, and 25 will get you 10. Here's the kicker, though. If you don't have rubies and you don't have enough coin, that's where, and I and I get the paywall thing, that's where you got to start forking over money. So we got this, this option to purchase rubies here, and it's about uh, uh, two bucks for three, which is kind of stupid. That should at least be five. Yeah. Uh, six dollars for 10 of them. Twelve, uh, thirteen dollars for twenty-three. I don't know why they do things in odds. Twenty-seven for forty-eight, fifty for ninety-three, and seventy dollars for a hundred and thirty-five. 
lot really pricey. And then, of course, there is the whole gold pass that John mentioned earlier, where that is a $4.99 month subscription. Yeah. I am not okay with that. Nintendo, shame on you for being a douchebag when it comes to Mario Kart World Tour and your fucking paywall. Douchebag! However, however, I have managed to get pretty much to the last cup, finishing the last cup, without having to buy jack shit. However, this is the wall that I've hit. Starting with the Baby Peach Cup, which is the third to last cup, the Koopa Troopa Beach level, I am not able to hit that cap of 6,600 points. No matter how many times I come in the first, no matter how many times I drift or hit or hit Frenzy Mode. Frenzy Mode is when, um, depending on what uh, course you play, you can... If you have a specific character that matches that course, you can get up to three items at one shot. Some characters will give you two items at one shot, and the rest will just give you one item per that per that race or that track. Now, frenzy mode happens when you get three of a kind, three of the same item. You go into like this blitzkrieg frenzy mode where you're invincible and you can just shoot ran- uh, unlimited objects of the three that you match for a short period of time really amps up your points the game is run on a point system that's how you complete cups you can finish the cups and move on that's not a problem but to get all five stars and each game has a certain amount each world has five stars that you can get you have to gain a certain amount of points now what do these stars do they unlock prize boxes which will give you like free rubies or free upgrade tickets for your cart or for your character so if you can't get the stars, you kind of hit a wall with that. Now, however, the issue that I have with the gold pass, and I know John agrees with me on this, is the fact that some really cool stuff with the gold pass, or uh, some really cool stuff in the gift boxes can only be unlocked if you have a gold pass. Yep. Namely, the reason why I subscribe, I, I did the trial subscription to the gold pass was so I could get that cart, get Yoshi, get Metal Mario, yada, yada, yada. So, and I'm probably one of the lucky guys. I don't know if you guys have, um, another feature that they have in the game is a a pipe pool or a pipe launch Uh where you pay a specific amount of rubies and you can launch a pipe however many times I managed to unlock Pauline. Oh, really? By luck. Nice. Uh, and I also managed to unlock... What is it? Uh, a cart. I don't remember. Let me see if it'll tell me what I've unlocked here. Let me close out of this. If I click on a fire. Well, I unlocked Pauline. I didn't unlock the cab or the cab glider, which is really what I want to do. So Somehow I had a feeling you wanted the cab. Yeah, I did. <laughs> so, anyways... Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, the game itself isn't bad. Like I said, I've hit that wall starting with, um, let me go back here with uh baby peach cup, uh, Cooper Troopa beach. And now I've also hit walls with New York tour, dry Bowser cup, all three of them. I managed to complete the, the, um, and metal Mario cup. I managed to complete the, um, the challenges 
but the three I just cannot hit those hit those scores. So that's why I was asking about the 200 cc if that's if that's what I got to race in order to hit those scores. Because if that's the case, then that brings Nintendo up to another level of douchebaggery to which has not been seen. So. Let me check something here. Gold pass. 200 cc's because I actually have the app open <clears throat> I had it open too but somebody's yelling at me on Facebook Oof. Mm-hmm. let's go past batches about the gold pass I think it's just a faster one. I think you can get more points through the gold pass because you get the different, like the combo bonuses and stuff that give you the different points when you're building your character and all that at the beginning. Right. So you'd have like the golden carts and all that are going to be higher point value too. Not really. Bullshit. Bullshit. I'm going to call bullshit on that. Not, not to be rude to you i'm just calling bullshit on that because if i look at my carts right now the gold cart uh starting point is at 228 my highest cart point is one of the rare carts it is the blue bandwagon or blue bandwagon and it's up to 376 points huh so that gold cart didn't do jack shit all right then yeah, my second highest cart is one that I won from an unlock from one of the prizes, and that is the Black Bee Dasher, and that's 292 points. So, yeah. Yeah, and then the third one is a is a standard. It's the Koopa Dasher. It's the little Koopa cart, and that's two hundred. Well, you have points. to level up the carts to get... Oh, yeah, yeah, no, 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 I know. I know, you got to level them up to get the... To get their points up, I got that part down. It's just a pain in the butt to figure out what what to level up. So up or down, right? So sure. it's like I recommend this game. I don't recommend you guys put money into it. Maybe we need to give you know say something to Nintendo by not putting money into it. There are people out there that put money into it. I I know that. <laughs> I've seen them. <laughs> so, um, John, what do you think? Yeah, it's a fun little game. As long as you're not spending a whole bunch of money on it, I can see. I definitely wouldn't pay five bucks a month for it. Yeah, nor would I. I thought, okay, yeah. So, um, I don't know what I was... I was typing something that I just typed... <laughs> spoke what I just typed out. So, Oh, yeah. So, position points up. The position points you earn after a race will increase. The number of position points you earn is based on the race's CC and the position you finish in. So in the 200 CC, you have a potential for earning more, although it shows it exactly the same as the 150 CC. Hmm. All right. Well, that's, uh, huh. Answers a lot. All right, well, I'm done with this segment. We we kind of say go ahead and play it, just don't do the paywall thing. It's, it's yeah. a fun game for what it is. And I agree with Mike, too. It needs a land, We need to be able to switch from landscape to portrait, so totally. 
Uh, let's well, get and there needs to be way more control schemes for this because the way it's set up is just freaking stupid. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't have a trouble with that. I, I've adapted, so. But, yeah, I, I can see where some people would have problems with it, so. But let's go ahead and move on to some actual game news here. So, article came out today that Bungie is more than likely releasing a new non-Destiny game by 2025. So, Destiny 2 Shadowkeep is on the horizon. It's going to be launching tomorrow at 10 a.m. Pacific time, and years of content for the game has already been mapped out. It's clear that the MMO shooter franchise is very much the backbone of Bungie's plan at this time moving forward. However... It does appear that the studio's ambitions are not just limited to Destiny. Bungie is also looking to possibly release at least one other IP in the next several years. Uh, in an interview uh, from uh, with IGN, Bungie CEO Pete Parsons discussed the developers' plans to become one of the industry's best entertainment companies by 2025. And part of that vision involves not just continuing to redefine Destiny 2, but also, also establishing other franchises. He was quoted as saying, so by 2025, we have a pretty specific path to make sure we transform Destiny and that we have other franchises within the marketplace. We need to build our publishing group, but part of our vision is also to become a multi-franchise entertainment company. He didn't share any details about Bungie's potential upcoming non-Destiny franchise, but the studio has planned to branch out the MMO series from uh, uh, for, has planned to branch out from the MMO series for some time now. In 18, Bungie received $1 million from a Chinese internet uh, giant NetEase, part of which would help it establish one or more separate internal teams beyond one currently working on Destiny. Where is it? I don't have it. Okay. Uh, in the meantime, Bungie continues to make big changes to Destiny. The studio recently released a free-to-play version of the game called New Light, uh, which will be coming out with the Shadow Keep expansion tomorrow october 1st oh. so and uh, we'll get into the server shutdowns in just a bit here it's really not going to affect anybody because this podcast will be out and probably people will start listening to it long after long right. after that is a uh, that has happened so uh, this just came in i caught this uh, before the show started and threw it in there. So the head of PlayStation Game Studios, Sean Layden, has departed the company. Oh. Sony has announced that Sean Layden, chairman of uh, SIE Worldwide Studios and a mainstay of PlayStation's E3 press conferences, will be leaving the company. No reason so far has been given for his departure and a successor has not been named. Oh, wow. He is formerly president and CEO of Sony Computer Entertainment of America until Sony's regions were all brought under one roof in uh, 2018. Layden has been with Sony since 1987, serving in roles like vice president of Sony uh, Computer Entertainment Europe and president of Sony Computer Entertainment Japan. When Sony consolidated its worldwide PlayStation divisions into a single unit in 2018, Layden was no longer president of Sony Interactive Entertainment of America, and the company said he instead would concentrate his focus on leading Sony's game games development studio. So he's gone. No reason why he left. So I don't know how that's going to affect anybody. Or yeah. Affect, that's kind of shady. 
A little bit. Uh, the fact that they don't say why he's gone and he's been there since 87. Yeah. What's yeah. going on over at Sony? I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to look into that. Have to keep an ear on. Yep. So here's something interesting that came out. It's interesting and maybe a little bit creepy. Uh, Death Stranding. We talked about it a lot here on the show. Yeah. This is something that I, I found interesting and again creepy. Uh, Kojima posted on Twitter that Death Stranded's baby will be right next to the player. At least its voice will. Oh, God. The baby called a BB, big B, big B, in the game, will likely make all sorts of cute and not-so-cute sounds from the canister that the protagonist Sam carries with him. Those sounds will be projected through the PlayStation controller, if, of course, it's turned on. Oh, man. Kojima's tweet, oh. makes, it, yeah, Kojima's tweet makes it sound like this feature... This is a feature that's tied specifically to the special edition Death Stranded controller, which comes out with the PlayStation 4 bundle, but there's a chance it may work with every PlayStation 4 controller. So That's awesome. I don't know how I feel about that. That's kind of... Uh... Oh, if you're scared, turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> that actually sounds really cool. That really does. So Creepy gonna, as hell, but I'm, awesome. So I'm going to skip the next one and move on to this awesome one, because I'm going to say that, that, that middle one for last there. Bruce Campbell has confirmed that he's voicing Ash in a new Evil Dead video game. Hail with <laughs> That makes well, me happy. Good. So we all love Bruce Campbell. Nobody hates him. So... After a screening of Evil Dead 2, uh, the uh, other night in Milwaukee, uh, an interviewer got to ask Ash a question during a QA. and uh, a It was asked if Ash is, if he's going to be voicing Ash on the previously announced non-VR Evil Dead video game. And he said, yeah, pretty much. So there's not much else to report on it. The game is still in the works. It's going to be PC-based, and it'll probably be out within a year. And he seems really, really excited about it. So that's awesome. I think that's pretty cool. That should have been yeah. a quick shot. I think he likes Damn. doing Ash. I really think he does, too. I mean, it's it's definitely worth it. Here's a, another Well, report. it's his character, for God's exactly. sake. Exactly. It is. Three movies. Yeah. So here's another here's another report that just came out. This is kind of breaking news. I just don't I'm not going to do the breaking news thing. This actually came out from the future. It's from the future. It's marked October 1st. Mobile giant Zynga. We all know them. They're the guys that do the words with friends and this with friends and that with friends is it games on the Zynga or Zynga. I don't know. Zynga Zynga. Who cares? Zynga. They're assholes. Oh, I'm sure they do. <laughs> That's what they are. Zynga Zynga Vajanga has acknowledged the data breach by outside hackers that reportedly resulted in the personal information of 200 million accounts becoming exposed. Oh man. In a statement, Zynga said cyber attacks are one of those unfortunate realities of doing business today. The Farmville and Words with Friends studio said it recently became aware that certain player account information might have been illegally obtained by hackers. 
The company based in San Francisco said it launched an investigation immediately and brought on outside forensic teams to help. Additionally, Zenga said it has been in contact with law enforcement officials regarding said breach. It, they also said they believe no financial information was obtained in the hack, though some account information was exposed. The company said it already launched security campaigns on behalf of accounts that might have been compromised, and right now seems like a good time to change your password. It's always right. a good time to change your password if you have an account there. Uh, here's a here's a here's a cl- here's a hint there. Here's a here's a pro tip: don't open up a Zynga account. Just don't do it. Don't get yeah. these damn games. They're data miners, anyways. Yep. The security of our player data is extremely important to us. We have worked hard to address this matter and remain committed to supporting our community. Because God forbid, if they lose their data, the price on their data mining scheme goes down. They can't sell yeah, your data. The, they can't sell the your data for nickels on the dollar. They can only be able to afford it, afford to sell it for hay pennies well, on the dollar. They wouldn't. Well, they wouldn't be able to sell it because then the, the people who are buying from Zanga would just buy from the people who who hacked and stole exactly, the data. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Oh, yeah, they wouldn't be able to sell it because the guys who hacked the data sell it for pennies on the dollar. Yeah. Well, and, and honestly, they don't have a lot because if you're, like most of these games, I if I play any of them, I'm logging in through Google, yeah. which means you're not giving them passwords. It is specifically Well, you're not giving only... them passwords, but you're still giving them your email information so they can spam you. They could take your email, throw it on an email, black email list, send it out to everybody, and you'll get spam from, like, you know, companies uh, similar to games that you've played. I don't get that. I really Not don't. Not yet, but maybe <laughs> you will. Not saying it's going to happen. And then, of course, I put it off, but we're going to talk about it. So what is the, according to Eurogamer, and this is mostly your, uh, over in... Euroland, um, whatever the hell, the European Union. Europe. Europe. Yeah, thank you. Euroland. What do you guys think is the biggest video game launch of 2019 so far? FIFA. FIFA! Mike wins! Woo! That's the most FIFA AIDS thing I've ever seen. Standard game of FIFA. Zero, zero. No fun. Makes you want to kill yourself. FIFA is a comically grotesque organization. In fact, telling someone about the inner workings of FIFA for the first time is a bit like showing someone two girls, one cup. You you do it mainly so you can watch the horrified expression on people's faces. (laughs) So FIFA 20 is as expected is the best selling video game in the UK at this time and in Europe. It is Top of all four uh, all formats physical chart after coming out in various stages last week. But what are... I love about that is the fact that you just played that clip and it was by John Oliver, who's a Brit. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Uh... Oh, but so there have already been issues. Oh, really? I want to hear. Tell me. So PC versions. And this just tells you how little they do with the new FIFA games every year. The icon still said FIFA 2019. <laughs> Way to go, EA. Dude, and it didn't have, like, bag! it didn't have team rosters and all that for this year in there. Oh, geez. There's glitches when you do a cosmetic change. It resets values of some of your characters. <laughs> It has just been 
one of the worst launches that they have had, and it's fantastic to watch FIFA go down in flames. They got lazy. Yeah. That's, that's plain and simple. They got lazy. Fucking douchebag. You are a douchebag. You are a douchebag. I thought that was a different douchebag clip, but I guess not. Uh, let me close that out. Okay. I got a couple new douchebag clips here. Woohoo! <laughs> Anyways, tell. yeah. So, so that happened. Uh, but yeah, they had a. Yeah, it says right here they did have a hard a hard launch. They're they're picking up steam, but it's still one of the best selling games in UK. And of Europe. course it is, because you know, hey, why not? So, so how long before we start hearing more about microtransactions draining bank accounts? Uh, not too long. I'll give it about another month. Yep. If that, that's max, I would give it. Because they've got freaking slot machines in NBA 2K20 or, or 19 or whatever the hell. You know FIFA's going to have their packs and everything else just like before. Yep. Oh, of course. They're going to they're gonna fight it the law. It would not be FIFA if, if they didn't. Exactly. Yeah. So let's move on because I'm done with FIFA. I just wanted to bring that up because I thought it was sickening. Uh, some litigation news. So we all talked about a couple episodes ago, Nintendo Switch and Nintendo class action lawsuit, Joy-Con drifting. Yep. You guys remember that? Well, apparently <laughs> they decided to pull in the, the, the Switch Lite, which just came out about a week or two ago. <laughs> well, it makes sense, though, because I wouldn't imagine they'd be using different internals for the Switch Lite. Yeah. So the Switch Lite is now part of a lawsuit over defective controllers on Nintendo's newest console. This legal action comes just a little over a week since the release of the portable thing in Mabob. Law firm uh, 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 Chimkles, Schwartz, Kreiner, and Donaldson Smith amended its class action lawsuit against Nintendo on Friday to include the Switch Lite. The complaint, originally filed in July, alleges that Nintendo marketed and sold the Switch and Joy-Con controllers despite being aware of the defect through online consumer complaints. Drifting, we all know what drifting is, is when you're using the analog and it gets so worn out that it starts drifting to the right or to the left. Yada, yada, yada. Since its release on September 20th, there have been few Switch Lite owners who've shared videos of the issue with the portable console's controllers. Douchebag! Are we not done with this, Nintendo? Come on already. Right. Fix Apparently the shit. Not. You just put out a new console. It shouldn't be doing this shit. Nintendo, of course, didn't well, respond to a comment. Honestly, it's not surprising to me at all. Because once again, they're, the only difference between the Switch Lite and the Switch is the controllers can be taken off of the freaking screen. That's it. Right. The same bloody internals, and that includes the controllers. Yep. Yeah. So, still. I mean, all they did was they wired the controllers. But they, this started it, in July. They knew about it in July. Why didn't they fix it? They had July, August, September. They could have fixed it. They had, like, almost three months. Because they didn't think it was truly an issue until recently. It's more than Idiots. that. It's also the fact that manufacturing started well before that. Yeah. Okay, that's Stupid. one thing you got to think about as well. It's like, yes, they might have known this for the past two or three months, but bloody hell, manufacturing on this started like probably a year ago. Ah, uh, that you got a point there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had, they had, uh, they always started, you know, a ways away so that they can build up inventory. Yeah. So that when release date comes along, they have inventory to ship to stores. 
That's and stores true. have inventory on hand. I probably just so, like, oh, we got all these extra parts. Let's just throw them in the lights, get them out of here, so we can start fresh. I mean, hopefully. Well, that's just it. <laughs> Once again, it's the same internals. Yep. So exactly. the same internals in the regular Switch Joy Cons that are the wireless ones that people are, are complaining about in this class action lawsuit, those internals also went into the Switch Lite. When we when the Switch Lite was announced, okay, manufacturing already started. It had already started. It was probably three months into manufacturing when they had announced that they were going to be releasing the Switch Lite. Oh, yeah, okay, so, that well, makes sense, yeah. You know, makes that's, perfect that's sense, to, but to still, but still, I mean, it, do, it doesn't give him a pass. Doesn't give him a pass, but I get it. I just, I, I just think that, you know, this announcement of them adding uh, the Switch Lite to this is just completely stupid. And it's just, it's just them wanting more uh, press for this because mm-hmm. they already know the issue. They already do. Yep. The difference is is that with the Switch Lite, it's more difficult to deal with it because with the regular Switches, it's just the Joy-Cons they have to deal with. With the Switch Lite, they have to you have to send in the whole freaking system. Yeah. Yeah. So So let's move on to another story here under digital litigation. Composer of the original Duke Nukem 3D is suing Everybody and their mom. Well, technically, they're just suing Gearbox and Valve for copyright infringement. So the composer of Duke Nukem 3D, uh, Robert Bobby Prince, who also composed the music for Doom, Doom 2, Wolfenstein 3D, uh, has launched a suit against Gearbox Software, Gearbox President Randy Pitchford, and Valve for copyright infringement. The lawsuit was filed in U.S. District Court, Eastern uh, Eastern District of Tennessee, and within the document, it states that the music composed by Prince in Duke Nukem 3D were under uh, was under an agreement with developer Apogee. Prince has submitted the copyrights for the music and explains that Apogee had limited rights to use his music in Duke Nukem 3D in exchange for a royalty equal to one dollar per unit sold. So, why is this happening? Well, let's see here. I had it. Uh, Gearbox Software acquired a few of the rights. To yeah, the so Gearbox games. Gearbox bought uh, 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 acquired some of the rights from Apogee, but they did not get the rights for the music. And Prince had asked Gearbox to remove the music from the game, but Gearbox declined to do so. He also has received no compensation uh, compensation for his work in the Duke Nukem 3D 20th Anniversary World Tour. So they've used his music without his permission, and they didn't even compensate him. Gearbox yeah. acquired a few of the rights to Duke Nukem games from Apogee in 2010. The electronic files for the music within Duke Nukem 3D World Tour include text specifically stating that Mr. Prince owns the copyright to the music and has all reserved rights to said music. Yet Gearbox incorporated the music into the game without their even without even contacting Mr. Prince or clearing the rights expressly mentioned in the electronic files. So why the hell is he? Oh, that's why. So he also sent a takedown notice to Valve and Valve ignored the takedown notice. Hence why they're a part of the lawsuit. Uh-huh. That explains. I was like, OK, well, Gearbox screwed up. Why is Valve being because they didn't take down the. Uh huh. 
Uh, last I checked this morning, uh, it was still up on on Valve. So, and there's John trolling me in the <laughs> in the in the emailer. I'm gonna shut that down. That now. took a while. It did. It goes through a lot of crap. So we there was a story a while ago. Moving on to our next topic. We didn't talk about it all on the Noob Shelter because this happened way before. But I'm sure you guys remember. There was a, a streamer who used to stream uh, Counter-Strike Go, CSGO. Yeah. He was banned off Twitch because he was, he was doing slots on a CSGO gambling site. And he was winning all these big ticket items. Turns out he had skin in that game. He was part owner of that gambling site. So there was a whole big conspiracy. I believe there was actually a federal investigation, yada, yada, yada. And he was also banned from Twitch. So they kicked him out. This is an update to that story. So a judge rules that Twitch's contract with said banned streamer includes unconscionable language. Um, legal, the legal saga between Twitch and banned Counter-Strike global offensive streamer James Phantom Lord Varga continues. Now, this happened back, in, this is started in 2016 and it's still going today. The judge's latest ruling is a potential mark in the win column for Varga, as well as other Twitch streamers who might have grievances with Twitch in the future. The trouble started back in 2016, as we said, with when Vargo was banned from Twitch after he streamed himself using a CSGO gambling site. According to an expose by journalist Richard Lewis, Varga allegedly had a financial stake in one of those sites. Two years later, Varga sued Twitch for lost income and damages incurred from what he now claims was a wrongful ban. Twitch responded with a countersuit against Varga that asserted the streamer had violated multiple Twitch policies. Varga was suing for lost income and while the legal system has yet to determine whether his ban was actually wrongful and that he should therefore be repaid his lawsuit has revealed some unusual fine print in the contract he signed with Twitch apparently Varga's contract stated that he wouldn't be allowed to receive anything more than $50,000 from a suit against Twitch oh yeah you gotta read that fine print that freaking um what is that uh there's a technical term for that. Um, help me out, guys. Legalese? No, not legalese. It's a, a thing where you have to settle out of court. Mitigation. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can sue us, but you're only going to get $50,000. The ruling, the, the judge's full ruling, first reported by Dextero and also obtained by Kutaku, where this article came from, deemed that this $50,000 cap was overly harsh and unreasonably and unfairly one-sided. There is no reason to limit Varga to $50,000, which he might well be entitled to a much, much, when he might be well entitled to a much, much higher sum. The judge continued, from a practical point of view, which I think is an essential consideration, limiting recovery to $50,000 virtually kills off the odds of a suit against Twitch at all. Well, yeah, because you got to pay lawyers fees and all this other stuff, you know. Oh, they knew what they were doing when they wrote that. Exactly, they did. Oh, yeah. The agreement doesn't appear to have an attorney's fee clause. Okay, that's good. And a few, if any, lawyers would take on a contingency case against Twitch for some reasonable percentage of $50,000. That cap is uh, unconscionable. 
Vargas admitted in court that he hadn't actually read the contract before first signing it in 2012, nor did he read it when he signed a re-upped version of it two years later. This is why always read what you sign. Even if you're just skimming through it, look for little shit like that. Look for the tiny little holes, because there's always something. Yada, 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 this case is still ongoing. Um, what is that in the background? What is what in the background? There is a lot of air and noise in the background. It just went away. Thunderbolts and lightning. Very, very frightening. <laughs> One of these guys goofed and they won't admit it. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I think you're hearing things, old man. So moving on to our why is this a thing section. Honda partners with Reddit for a retro racing video game. So automaker Honda is partnering with the website Reddit to launch a retro-style racing game on the social media platform. Honda Surrogate debuted on Friday on Reddit. The release was timed to coincide with Honda's visit to TwitchCon, the convention for video game streamers who use Amazon's Twitch and their fans. The event runs Friday through Sunday, or ran Friday through Sunday. The game, which was developed with ModUp, can be accessed through promoted posts on Reddit. And a news release, the company said Honda Circuit will be targeted at Reddit's highly engaged audience of gamers. Uh, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I just put that in because I thought we weren't going to have much news. But hey, it's great to see that adverti- Reddit is all for advertising. Right. Getting money, dumbasses. Uh, yeah. Moving on to something more interesting than what I just previously read. So scientists want you to play a video game to help them understand nuclear war. Uh, war games, anybody? <laughs> what you, oh, wait, I got to do it. Would you like to play a game? <laughs> really? Wow. Nobody? Come on. Uh, the world lives in fear of an all-out nuclear war. Not really, but okay. But we don't know how much about one might about how one might go down. The only wartime use of nuclear weapons happened more than seventy years ago, and that was with Hiroshima and Nagasaki. And technology has dramatically changed since then. What we do learn about and prepare for. How world leaders might react to a nuke in a world with cyber war, artificial intelligence, and advanced surveillance. Well, what if we played a video game to find out? The approach is unconventional, but not unprecedented. During the Cold War, military and political leaders, hundreds of game, uh, leaders played hundreds of games to predict how a nuclear war might play out. With that in mind, the project on nuclear gaming, or Pong for short, that's interesting acronym helmed by a team (laughs) of researchers from university of california at berkeley because of course berkeley lawrence livermore national laboratory and sandia national laboratory created an online multiplayer strategy game called signal or strategic interaction game between nuclear armed lands these people and their fucking acronyms wow uh after the story, let me tell you about a book series that I've read. Signal is a part is part video game, part experiment, part data collection tool. The hope is that by observing people playing the game and collecting the data it generates, Pong can learn about human decision making during nuclear conflicts. They'd love for you to play a few rounds and see how you fare. 
Signal is fascinating but flawed. Its attempt to study something terrible, nuclear war in this instance, in a controlled environment, uh, didn't is a kind of mediocre at best. Uh, the person reviewing this didn't have a good time playing the game, but Pong didn't design it as a commercial product. It also felt like the in-game consequences of nuclear war were low, and the game so short that they had to wonder: is a game really viable? Is a game is a game really a viable medium for learning about something as important and complicated as nuclear war? Uh, I don't see a link for this here. Uh, Signal plays like a browser-based multiplayer game of civilization distilled down to a few quick rounds. Takes place on a world map made of hexes. Everyone can see what everyone else is doing. Players take control of one of three fictional and nameless co- uh, countries attributing each other or uh, abutting each other. The goal is to score points by expanding your country's infrastructure, gathering resources, and defending yourself from onslaught. Each round takes about five minutes of signaling. The signaling phase of the game is the most crucial. The players have have markers that they can put on the board to show that they're interested in a hex. They don't have to explain what they're going to do with that hex. They may build a farm, they may deploy troops, or even launch a nuke. Just mark that they might do something. Or a player might not do nothing at all. So this is a really long article. I'm not going to get totally into it. I don't see a link to the game on here. I will do some research and I will see if I can post it to the show notes. Okay. Uh, But yeah, I thought that was interesting. Here's Here's another why is this a thing. So we talked about that Untitled Goose game last episode. I brought it up a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's already a petition to put the goose in Smash Brothers. Of course there is. <laughs> goose bag! That's funny. So, yeah, this article talks about, it's from Kotaku, and they're talking about uh, people freaking out over the goose from Untitled Goose Game and that they want to put it in the Smash Brothers game. Here's a couple of reasons why they should not uh number one is the internet can jump so hard and fast on things that it can squeeze all the joy out of them let the goose breathe a little the goose is good and fun but untitled goose game is also a multi-platform release that's been out for a week Uh, it should be the goat instead right uh number two smash is smash really the best game for the goose the goose strengths are that it is a sneaky scheming malevolent uh malevolent force smash is a hectic explosive fast-paced exercise in shit talking and fast reflexes <laughs> <laughs> number three if you must That's ask the, if you must number three if you must ask the internet for the goose to appear in a nintendo game maybe mario kart or Mar- mario party is more appropriate this may slightly undermine uh their above point since they are both games that devastate from uh deviate from goose games core design but they're also games for petty assholes and the goose is an <laughs> asshole first and foremost. And number four, if you're not thinking big enough, ask the goose to appear in Smash. Uh, asking the goose to appear in Smash is a reflex action, understandably born of a desire to see more goose versus Nintendo action. But we s- live in an age where Nintendo is letting Western developers get wild with its own IP, i.e., Cadence of Hyrule. So, yeah, I thought that would be an interesting thing to to bring up uh we're gonna jump ahead a couple things 
Because we're uh, we're running short on time. There's a couple things we can skip cord cutting till next week. Uh, there's an interesting cord cutting story. I'll get to it next week. Uh, but moving yeah. on down to movie schlock. There's one thing. Uh, two. Uh, there's one thing. Two things I want to talk about, and we're gonna skip most of these. Well, we can just kind of cover these real quick. Uh, the big news is Spider-Man is returning back to the MCU. Uh, yeah. Marvel and Disney kissing made up. Yeah. And they, it's a, they basically, they get 25% of the movie as long as they finance 25%. Mm-hmm. So they're getting more money out of the deal. I'm glad to see they came to agreements. Yep. Yeah. Um, another big news coming out of movie world, uh, Jurassic Park or Jurassic World 3. We talked about it uh, an episode ago. We found out, and it has been confirmed, that Jeff Goldblum, Sam Neill, and Laura Dern from the first Jurassic Park movie will be returning and having major roles. First and third for Sam Neill and uh, Laura Dern. Well, yeah. Well, Jeff Goldblum was in the first movie. And he was in the second movie. And he was in the second movie. Well, I'm talking they were in the original Jurassic Park movie, all three of them together. Oh, oh yeah. That's, that's, all, that's all I was saying. I was just saying, like, oh, they were only in that one movie. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> Here's a big one. Uh, who here likes Breaking Bad? This guy does. Uh, eh, it's okay. Well, they're coming out with a new full-length movie for Breaking Bad called El Camino, and it takes place shortly after Walter Wright's massacre of the Nazis, and himself, apparently. It and it good. focuses on Jesse Pinkman and how he's wanted by ABQ and the feds and how he deals with that. So... It's going to be freaking awesome. Here's the clip that I wanted to play. There's been some conver- uh, uh, controversy over the new Joker movie. The dark and twisted Joker creating excitement and fear at theaters across the country. Several national theater chains are ramping up security, banning masks and face paint for audiences. The LAPD also planning to ramp up visibility at local theaters. What's so funny? The latest psychological thriller in the Batman storyline tells the origin story of the villain. Joaquin Phoenix says they were even particular about the Joker's maniacal laugh. In the script, when it described his laugh, it said it's almost painful. But some argue the delicate (laughs) portrayal of a mass murderer will inspire real violence. The movie theater in Aurora, Colorado, where a mass shooting took place during the Dark Knight Rises, is not showing the Joker at all. In 2012, James Holmes killed 12 people and injured dozens more. He dyed his hair orange to be just like the Joker. Fans who plan to see the film say the concern is understandable, but they don't believe it will incite violence. I really don't think it's that dark. It's... It's just a movie. I don't think it will incite violence. Uh, you know, things happen. Uh, who knows why things happen? But uh, I think people should just be able to have their fun if they want to wear a mask. Why not? And tonight, Warner Brothers announcing reporters will not be allowed on the red carpet. It's not the first time a studio has banned questions on the carpet to keep the focus solely on the movie. Director Todd Phillips says this film is not for all ages. We wrote it and pitched it and 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 conceived of it as a stripped-down, R-rated character study of one of the great villains of all time. And this movie is not for 11- and 12-year-olds. Yeah, so there you go. So pretty much people are worried because there was that... that you heard it in the in the news clip there. There was that shooting at that one theater. 
mm-hmm. uh, many moons ago with um, uh, that Dark Knight Returns movie where the dude literally went in, shot up a movie theater. I believe it was the night of release. Got arrested, dyed his hair orange. Everybody thought he was the Joker, even though the Joker never really had orange hair. He's more like green haired. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like had a shit eating grin on his face. Yeah, it was it was messed up. So I kind of get where everyone's freaking out about the movie. There's been talk about dispatching uh, the National Guard throughout certain cities when the movie premieres. It's just bat shit and cra- bat shit crazy. No, <laughs> no pun intended. Jeez. Um, but yeah, so that, that, that's what's happening with, with Joker. Let's go ahead and move down the quick shots. There's my gong. So destiny two is down for maintenance at this time. By the time you guys hear this podcast, it'll be back up and running. It went down today at about nine forty-five AM and it won't be back up until 10 AM tomorrow. So at which time update 2.6.0.1 will become available and both shadow keep and the free to play new light versions will be available. So get your downloads going. Correct. Xbox one gets Google assistant support. Microsoft has added another option for your Xbox one digital assistant, expanding it to include Google assistant. The public beta is only available in English language and will expand more broadly broadly later this fall. Previously, Google had put uh, tied in Alexa and uh, Echo with, uh, I had to look, make sure my talking tube wasn't lighting up, uh, tied in with the Echo and the Alexa device. <laughs> I'm trying not to trigger it. Um, so you could use that to commit. I haven't tested it yet. I'll let you guys know how that works. I'm not. I'm not okay. really sure. So, oh, hold on. One more quick shot for me, please. Thank you. Thank you for the quick shot. Uh, yeah, Minecraft Dungeons closed beta signups are now open. So, Minecraft Dungeons takes the cute, blocky aesthetic of building game of the building game and makes a loot-driven dungeon crawler out of it. Yeah. The game is set to launch next spring, but in the meantime, you can sign up to take part in a closed beta. You must be 18 years old and have a Microsoft account, which the Microsoft account is free. Doesn't give any specifics about when the closed beta is going to begin, but with launch coming within the next half year or so, probably won't have to wait too long. Now, mind you, this is just the sign up for the closed beta. It's not the closed beta. And we talked about Minecraft Dungeons. It looks like a top down uh, dungeon crawler similar to... um, uh, Diablo. So, yeah, I think that's all I got. You guys got anything? Nope. Well, I certainly fine. don't. Well, then, fine. We'll just go ahead and close it out right here. Broke uh, that. Recording live, coming to you almost live from deep underneath the city of Tacoma, Washington. Fighting a cold, trying not to cool off into the mic. Good evening to you all. I am Matt Fugitive and Rytho and the Hot Sauce Maestro and Fade to Black, the the ying to my yang uh, with me as well, too. We'll see you all next Monday. We hope you all have a good night. Take it easy. Peace and chicken grease. Good night, everybody. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye.
So for the end of show mix, we got a special treat for you. The One Ups doing their rendition of Koopa Beach from Super Mario Kart. Have a good night, everybody.
douchebag.